0: Good morning, everyone. It is the 26th of April. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne and Asim Kadri. Equity markets had a somewhat bumpier week last week with concerns over resurgence in COVID numbers. European bond markets, they were firmer, as the European Central Bank confirmed that borrowing costs would remain low and the accelerated bond buying programme would continue. On the corporate front, we had some very strong quarterly earnings coming in from the US, Alex.
1: Morning, Laura. Yeah, that's right. Earnings in the US have been excellent and well ahead of expectations of both the companies, but also the market as well. I think the moves are somewhat muted. The volumes were particularly low for some unbeknownst reason last week. The key going forward is that there's fairly positive expectations, but a lot of these companies have factored into their conversations with investors the role that inflation is going to play and the increased costs that are going to potentially be impacting earnings going forward. A number of these stocks that performed well last week were some of the catch-up stocks or things that had suffered under coronavirus that obviously now in the recovery are doing slightly better. But there was a number of sectors which still continue to disappoint in the earnings that they're reporting. So things like airlines continue to disappoint, but specifically citing stronger pickup in demand. Think about the US, that's helped especially by the domestic market. So you effectively can fly anywhere within the US now, which, to be honest, is the lion's share of flying that happens in the US anyway. So we can expect a lot of those laggards to catch up in the rest of the year.
0: But talking of COVID winners, Netflix actually fell short of its own forecasts.
1: This is a classic example. So not just the only so on forecast, but mainly also the market as well. But I mean tech in general last week performance terms lagged the broad market. For Netflix it was a case of the new subscribers, so the thing that the, the market always watches. It should have been more well known than it I guess it was. It was Clearly front-loaded in the pandemic, if you're going to be working from home for a few months, you might want to take out a Netflix subscription because you anticipate you're going to be spending more time in the house. They had flagged this on numerous occasions, but clearly it's one the market got wrong because it dropped something like 8% on the day, but clearly one that should have been more well-flagged than, than probably has, but that's kind of synonymous of those COVID winners that had those earnings front-loaded to the early part of the pandemic.
0: So yes, that's interesting. If we turn to Asim now with your responsible investing hat on, Asim, it's interesting to see President Biden step up with his own global climate summit last week and a striking new emissions target. Hi
2: Lorna. Yes, that's right. So President Biden last week announced that the US is now committed to halving emissions by the end of the decade relative to 2005 levels and also achieving net zero emissions by 2050. So clearly that's a striking target and that represents a significant acceleration of the Obama administration's commitment to lower emissions by 26 to 28% by 2025. So almost double the previous target. So evidently, the new target will necessitate huge changes across the economy in key areas like transport and manufacturing. Hence, Biden's also announced several new climate policies in order to achieve what clearly is a hugely challenging objective.
0: It is indeed. But what does this mean then for the other major economies of the world?
2: Yeah, so clearly it's a big step domestically. But as you would expect, the US would also like its announcement to encourage other countries to adopt similar climate goals. So for example, a couple of US allies, Japan and Canada, are also expected to announce enhanced climate targets at the UN COP26 summit in Glasgow in November. Furthermore, with this in mind, clearly the pressure will also be ramped up in China. So China's the world's largest emitter of greenhouse gases ahead of the US, and clearly that they will also face pressure to also implement strong action on the climate front as well.
0: China's certainly seeing some signs of compliance there, though. If we look at the week ahead, we have meetings from the Bank of Japan and the US Federal Reserve. Any expectations for the Fed meeting, Alex?
1: The rest of the market, like ourselves, is going to be looking out for the Fed's approach or conversation around inflation. So the first thing that that is expected to change when it does change is the 120 billion monthly buying that happens. So we're still getting inflation coming through. We would expect that the rhetoric of the Fed would be more upbeat, just given the economic acceleration that's occurred, but also bearing in mind that the inflation has held at this more sustained level now. So we would expect uneventful, but slightly more upbeat in conversation. And obviously, if the shock were to happen, it would be around inflation affecting that £120 a month bond buying. I think also important for this week, it was announced last week, the changes that biden mentioned on the corporate gains tax front are pretty seismic i would say so this is only a policy that's been touted so far there's nothing in law but clearly it's going to develop as the months go on but it's going to be a key one that we probably talk about for weeks and weeks going forward so what you could see is those unrealized gains in cgt being realized ahead of this so you could see one off big injection of capex into the market because people have got a huge amount of capital available. But it's going to be a fairly seismic thing that's going to continue to dominate conversations, I would expect, for months to come.
0: Yes, we'll watch that one with interest. But in the very near term, then next week, what are your highlights on the corporate earnings front?
1: So there's a lot of earnings next week. We've got the key tech giants, so the Alphabets, Microsofts, Amazon's, Apples, all of which are expecting pretty good earnings, I would say. Disregard what I mentioned earlier about the COVID winners all of which have got either product lines or particular earnings streams that have done well in the latter half of the year. Again, could outpace those fairly high earnings expectations that have been set by the market. We could be in for a fairly good week. We've also got a number of banks, so we get further insight into how bad the pandemic recovery has been. Some of those should have recovered slightly in Q4, but clearly there's a number of laggards and special cases out there. We've also got things like quite a few of the oil majors that are reported next week. So again, we can see how that movement in the oil prices affected their earnings as well. So it's going to be a pretty big week on the earnings front, I would say.
0: Yes, it certainly is. And Asim, we have manufacturing PMI data from China.
2: Yes, we do. So manufacturing PMI numbers for April are due to be released at the end of the week. So the figures aren't expected to change drastically from last month although I think it will be interesting to keep an eye on whether the economic recovery continues to be primarily driven by production and exports, or if there are signs of the transition to household consumer spending starting to drive the recovery. Yeah, we'll
0: keeping an eye on that as well. I'm sure you will. Thank you both very much indeed. Thanks, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.